35 seconds and counting. We are still go with Apollo 11. 30 seconds and counting. Astronauts report it feels good. T-minus 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Welcome to Hack the Planet. This is episode number 450-450, where we're celebrating the 54th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. Remember back to 1969, July 20th, two astronauts landed on the moon and set foot and walked around. Space is a cool place, so we're going to celebrate that tonight. So shout out to Trinity Love and the Joe Mack and the Southpaw and the Resident and the Killer. To the Maxime. More info about this show at DJFife.com. That's DJPFEIF.com. We got all the past shows and archives and playlists and good stuff. Some merch stuff. Some secret hacking stuff. All right, let's go to space. This is Hack the Planet.
70 crew taking us to space starts to the resident big ups rolling out to the ant Control flow. Check this one out. Type dollar sign more in the chat. You'll get something. Uh, you get a lot of stuff.
wissen, time passes. Correspondent Merrill Muller at the Cape described the next critical maneuver. First crimp. We just had TLI, Translunar Injection, maneuver to send the astronauts toward the moon. As soon as they get this maneuver out of the way and the the ejection of the Eagle moonship.
There's some real great stuff sound on there. This is Hack the Planet.
Yes, they were as they sped towards the moon. to Apollo Commander Neil Armstrong. Uh, Houston, uh, Apollo 11, that gave us a magnificent ride. Uh, Roger, 11, we'll pass that on, and it's going to look like you're well on your way now. We, got, uh, we have no complaints with any of the three stages uh, on that, that ride. It was uh, beautiful. Uh, Roger, we copy. Uh, no transient staging of any significant source. That's right. It was all, uh, all a good ride.
Collins was trying to sight a star. It's really a fantastic sight through that section. A minute ago during that uh, auto maneuver, uh, the reticle swept across uh, the Mediterranean. You could see all of uh, North Africa absolutely uh, clear, all of Portugal, Spain, southern France, all of Italy absolutely clear. It's just a beautiful sight. Neil Armstrong made it sound almost cozy. I've been very busy so far. I'm looking forward to taking the afternoon off. I've been... Uh, cooking and uh, sleeping and almost sewing and, well, you know, the usual little housekeeping thing. Down at Capcom, Jim Lovell, who had flown on a Gemini flight with Aldrin, asked him... How does it feel to be here? Wavelength recordings on this one. Tune is called Dancing in the Rain. Forthcoming at a sub wavelength from Datu and Euphonics. Consistently putting out great tunes. Sub wavelength for your listening pleasure here on Hack the Planet.
and the men in Apollo 11 put on a TV show for the world. came on camera. We are very comfortable up here, though. We do have a happy home. Uh, there's plenty of room for the three of us, and uh, I think uh, we're all learning to find our favorite little corner to, uh, to sit in. The is very comfortable, but uh, after a while, you get to the point where you sort of get tired of rattling around and banging off the ceiling and the floor.
Houston as Armstrong put the capsule in a roll. Okay, uh, world, hold on to your hand. I'm going to turn you upside down. Ah, that's great, Tommy, darling. Let me try that one again. Okay,
and uh, pull the trigger three times for three ounces of hot water and then mush it up and uh, slice the end off it. And there you go, beautiful chicken
presented two medals from the wives of the cosmonauts, the Russian cosmonauts, who lost their lives in their space program. And at the request of their wives, he will leave those medals on the moon. They will also be taking with them the medals that were given to three of our astronauts who were killed in the Apollo flight. And they will leave on the moon the patches from those medals. And the president said Apollo 11 was carrying 50 flags from all the states to be brought back from the moon. While the astronauts were bringing those Russian medals to the moon, the Russians themselves had sent an unmanned spaceship to circle the moon ahead of Apollo 11. There was speculation Luna 15 would come down on the moon, scoop up some rocks, and return to Russia.
However their effort turned out, the Soviets had their eyes, like everyone else in the world, on Apollo 11. Correspondent Irv Chapman reported from Moscow. Soviet people have been state fans ever since Sputnik. Russians ask any American at hand for the latest progress reports on the Apollo flight. You get the feeling that full-scale live coverage in this country would have had a very high rating indeed. The news stories in the Soviet media always stress the personal heroism of the astronauts. While the Soviet man on the street congratulates the American people quite sincerely, I think, he can't help wishing the three men in the spaceship were Tavares chief, comrades. Apollo 11 left the pull of Earth and entered the embrace of the moon. Armstrong and Aldrin crawled inside Eagle, the lunar lander. Everything okay. Around the moon spun the Russian Luna 15. The Russians assured the U.S. it wouldn't endanger Apollo 11. Apollo 11. Saturday afternoon, the hour had arrived for Apollo to orbit the moon, the LOI. Bruce McCandless in Houston passed up the word.
20 minutes later, Neil Armstrong, about 100 miles away from the moon, said...
5,200 feet. Manual attitude control is good. Roger, copy. Altitude 4,200. Houston, you're a go for landing, over. I got it, go for landing. Great down, see. Got alarm. 12.01. 12.01. Roger, 12.01 alarm. We're go, same time, we're go. 
and for people all over the world. I am sure they too join with the in recognizing what an immense feat this is. Because of what you have done, the heavens have become a part of man's world. And as you talk to us from the sea of tranquility, it inspires us to redouble our efforts to bring peace and tranquility to Earth. For one priceless moment in the whole history of man, all the people on this Earth are truly one. One in their pride in what you have done. And one in our prayers that you will return safely to Earth.
from Bruce McCandless in Houston to Mike Collins circling in Columbia. The crew of Tranquility Base is back inside their base, uh, repressurized, and they're in the process of dumping the plugs. Uh, Everything went beautifully. Over.
Shout out to the emphatics. And to all the Mugshin crew. We're celebrating the 53rd anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing on the moon from July 20th, 1969. After a stay of 21 hours and 36 minutes on the moon, Eagle has lifted off and has gone into lunar orbit. Mike Collins in Columbia is waiting now. In a few hours, they will actually have the rendezvous, and then they will be reunited. All three Apollo astronauts will be together again.
We're out of contact with them now. We've had loss of signal. They're both around to the far side. The Eagle and the Columbia Command Module emerge from behind the moon shadow back into radio view of the manned spaceflight tracking network about 13 or 14 minutes from now. Columbia, the command module, is about 15 miles above and about 150 miles ahead, leading Eagle as they together orbit the moon, heading out toward the near side. Well, I wonder if he's able to see them. He should be able to see them from that distance. Back to Houston, where uh, David Snell is uh, waiting to talk with astronaut Jim McDivitt. Explain what uh, the astronauts are doing now. Well, the command module is looking at the lunar module, and he's tracking the lunar module tracking light with his optics, and he has a VHF ranging device which uh, tells him how far away the other spacecraft is. In the lunar module, they have their radar locked onto the command module, and they'll be tracking the command module, be feeding this information, range and range rate and angles, into their computer. Uh, the computer on board the command module is computing one solution, that on board the LEM is computing another. Uh, they compare these solutions and uh, using charts and pencils and papers and many other things, they come up with a, a solution to each one of the maneuvers that they have. The ground has already provided them with some information so that they are really choosing from about five or six answers and they're taking the best one of the bunch. talking to one another now up there, so let's go to mission control and pick up this conversation between the two spacecraft. And they're very close, uh, Frank. Armstrong has just told Collins he's about to turn it over to the docking. Matter of fact, I could stop right here if you like that. 
time front. And the key man in this maneuver now is really Mike Collins, isn't it? Right, uh, because as we saw in our simulation, Frank, uh, after the Eagle, the lunar module gets within a few feet. It's, it's impossible, as Jim McDivitt explained to us earlier, to clearly see the uh, docking target on the command module. Uh, Eagle, Houston, uh, Little Gimbal, and you might pass the Columbia. We don't have him yet. That's right. I'm not going to do a thing, Mike. I'm just letting her hold an attitude hold. One or, one or both of their antennas are out of position, and Houston apparently doesn't want to bother them with it while they're in this critical docking phase. Okay, we're all yours. Okay. That's it. This is Apollo Control. Communications are somewhat scratchy with Apollo 11. Columbia and Eagle now reunited become Apollo 11 again.
Armstrong and Aldrin crawled back into their home aboard Columbia. Ron Evans in Houston to Collins. Mark, you go for power arm and you go for jettison. That meant goodbye to Eagle, sent off to circle the moon, its task done. A moment of relaxation after breaking out of moon orbit, Apollo heading for Earth. Charlie Duke in Houston to Mike Collins. How's it feel up there to have some company? Damn good, I'll tell you. I bet, I bet you almost be talking to yourself up there after 10 rounds or so. Tuesday now, 1.40 p.m. Bruce McCandless in Houston passed up the word. Stand by for a mark, leaving the lunar sphere of influence. towards Earth. Doug Ward in Houston announced that mid-course correction was performed uh, at a distance of about 169,000 nautical miles from the Earth. A spacecraft velocity 4,075.6 feet per second. The uh, notion of space voyages, of course, is almost as old as man's understanding of the existence of space. 
vastnesses and distances involved. Sometimes science fiction has been wise and perceptive, sometimes it has been inaccurate. But one of the great uh, pioneers of our time, Dr. Vernon Brown, points out that only the most advanced modern technology has really made these journeys possible. Jules uh, asked Dr. Von Braun to comment on the old dreams and the modern reality.
five there. If you can reach it, buzz. Uh, the last two circuit breakers in the second row from the bottom. Plug goes in. 36,000 feet per second. Be a little more comfortable there. And Love and Houston, you're going over the hill there shortly. You're looking mighty fine to us. Range to go to splash, 1,533 nautical miles.
Clock Drum and Bass Association. Let's meet right now. Get yourself to a light source where you can flashlight twice times on my mark. We're going to let the world know that we're in solidarity with all the members of the 8 O'Clock Drum and Bass Association, making the world a little bit of a brighter place. Flash those lights one time, two times. and the astronauts were then hoisted aboard the helicopter from the carrier Hornet, where President Nixon watched in obvious excitement. He waited to personally welcome them after they'd entered the mobile quarantine facility, where they were to begin their 17-day isolation. in 1969, Apollo missions to the moon in 70 and 71 and 72. We kept going back. And then we didn't go back again. 
So tonight we hack the moon. And had a really good time doing it. I am TJ Fife on behalf of everybody here at Hack the Planet. The Uptown Contingent, the Lady Fife, the Little Fife. The Deepest Darkest Murphy and the North. The Dave, Leandra and Eliza. The Catbot 69. The Double Troubles on the ones and the twos. And on behalf of DJs everywhere. On behalf of Vinny. That's skinny Vinny. Lucy and her eponymous, not eponymous, and the enigmatic boyfriend. Johnny, and of course, Jamila with the cream soda. As Nyad says, you've been mooned. On behalf of all these people, I am DJ5 saying we'll see you next week. Thanks for hacking the moon with us. Stay tuned next week for when we do something else quite interesting and fun. Thanks for rocking along. We'll see you next week.